Independence Day will look drastically different this year. Most cities have canceled the traditional fireworks to hold down large crowds. Some are finding technological solutions. I'm not sure watching fireworks on a computer screen is what I'll be doing. As COVID-19 cases rapidly rise in many states, many think this is just the start of a dreaded second wave. Fourth of July weekend, looking less and less celebratory. Though my wife and I are going to grill hot dogs and enjoy corn on the cob, but no fireworks, no festivals, no family gatherings. Citizens are being encouraged to find ways to celebrate at home, even possibly tuning into a virtual fireworks display. But the point of fireworks is seeing, hearing, even smelling the rocket's red glare. Seeing, hearing, reminds me of the gospel message. Come, taste and see. Here, he is good. Our freedom is in his name, and his kingdom is forever. Welcome to Haven Today here on Friday, July 4th weekend. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're wrapping up a series today called Corey Ten Boom Through the War. There are certain verses that we all need, really need, to hide in our spiritual arsenals. You know the place we go to when we're under spiritual attack or facing hard times in life? Instead of saying, woe is me, or I can't even, we need to run, not turn, but run to God's Word with the confidence that the Holy Spirit will meet us there and give us the encouragement we need. There are also biblical concepts we need to hide in our hearts as well, and one of the most important is the idea of adoption. It's one of the most important words in all the Bible. It's just dripping with meaning. The Apostle John tells us that those who believe in Jesus have the right to be called children of God. And Paul reminds us in Galatians, as well as Romans, that through Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit— we can call God our Abba, Father. Well, today we're going to look at this gift of adoption, and we'll also look at how this concept motivated the German pastor Dietrich Bonhoeffer. To see his allegiance to Christ came first and foremost before the Third Reich in Nazi Germany. Not everyone in Germany went along with the horrific plans of Adolf Hitler and his cronies, And I think you'll be encouraged by his story, Bonhoeffer's story, in just a moment. After the program, I'd like to share this story with you about how Christians resisted the plans of the Nazis. Corrie ten Boom and her family knew if they hid Jews in their country of Holland, they could eventually be killed. Well, they decided it was worth the risk, and they built a hiding place in their home, and they helped hundreds of Jews escape during World War II. They knew the risk, eventually were caught, and they themselves placed in concentration camps. It was a very dark time. When you are with Jesus, the worst can happen. And it did. But the best always remains. There's no darkness that Satan can create that will shut out the light of God's never-ending love for you and me. The late Corey Ten Boom. I really would like to send you a copy of The Hiding Place. 
It's an epic radio drama telling the story of the Ten Boom family that ultimately points anyone who listens to it to Jesus. We'll hear an excerpt a little later in the program. And then after the program, you can call us to make your gift, but ask for the hiding place when you call 800 654 2836. 800 654 2836. Or go on our website after the program. Listen to samples from this radio drama and then make your gift there at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Now, he's originally from South Africa. He made his way to Oxford as a Rhodes Scholar. I met him where he lives now. Brenton Brown, we've had him on the program, and he opens this program with God, my rock. When my heart is overwhelmed, I will look to you alone. God, my rock, God, my rock, God, my rock. You will stand when others fall, you are faithful through it all. God, my rock, God, my rock, God, my rock. In the blessing, in the pain. singing God, My Rock. I'm Charles Morris. Well, it was George Orwell 
who wrote Animal Farm, as well as the book 1984, who said, He who controls the past controls the future, and who controls the future controls the present. 1984 was written at a time when dictatorships and tyranny were a real and present fear throughout the world. It was published in June 1949, just after World War II. The dystopia of his book almost became a reality. It was World War II when many households in German-controlled territory hid out runaway Jews. And the Nazis were busy seeking those Jews. They were brave, these Christians. A lot of Lutherans in Germany who didn't extol the party line espoused by Hitler. It was supposed to happen on July 20th, 1944. Operation Valkyrie wasn't the first planned assassination of Adolf Hitler. Klaus von Stauffenberg had planned and failed numerous times to organize a coup. But July 20th was his last chance. He had been informed that the Gestapo would arrest him at any moment. He decided to launch Operation Valkyrie, and it didn't work. And the fallout from that led to the arrest and execution of many. Dietrich Bonhoeffer was one of them. He was an outspoken critic of the Nazi regime, regularly preaching against Hitler and his anti-Semitism, and it cost him his life. But he couldn't watch his neighbors be slaughtered by the Nazis and stand by. His faith, he had become a Lutheran pastor, wouldn't let him. Bonhoeffer lived with a profound courage, and it was all driven by his deep love of the Lord Jesus. He knew firsthand how vital a genuine Christian community is. He struggled against the passivity and complacency of his own church in Germany for years, and he was isolated from his brothers and sisters in the Lord after his arrest. In his letters from prison, he wrote, It is grace, nothing but grace, that we are allowed to live in community with Christian brethren. And that's true. Our world tells us that being in community with others is not that important. Your life is all about you, this world tells us. Your truth is your truth as you define it. We're constantly taught that we should keep our faith to ourselves, but we forget if we're a Christian, we belong to God's own family. We need to cling to this if we want to live lives that faithfully glorify the Lord. Bonhoeffer knew how important it was to live in true community with other believers. He was willing to risk everything to call his brothers and sisters to live faithfully. If you are a Christian, how often do you reflect on what Paul tells us in Ephesians 1? Listen to a few verses from that first chapter, verses 3 to 6. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. There is one word that should be at the top of your vocabulary as a Christian, and here is that word. The word is adoption. It's one of the most important truths 
as well as words in the Bible. And it's so rich with meaning. It means the Lord took you from darkness into light, his light. John tells us in John 1.12 that only those who believe in Jesus have the right to be called children of God. Unless you have faith, you're still outside of the Lord's family. But what a gift it is to be called a child of the living God. Have you thought about that lately? Far too often, I live as an orphan. Just ask everybody I work with and live with. I know in my mind that the Lord saved me through Christ. I know in my mind that the Lord loves me. But I struggle with the doctrine of God's present delight. God's present delight is exactly what it sounds like. It means that because of Jesus, the Lord delights in me right now. And that's only possible because of adoption. When we sin, the easiest thing is to hide from the Lord. When we see sin running rampant in our community, much less our lives, the easiest thing to do is turn a blind eye, let it slide. But when we realize that our Lord presently, today, delights in us because of what Jesus has done for us, you can't help but turn to the Father when you fail, and you can't help but speak up and out against sin. That's adoption that tells us we belong to a family that has been hand-selected for us. Paul tells us that all Christians belong to the body of Christ, and each and every member serves a distinct purpose. Not everyone has a hand or a foot or an eye or a mouth, but everyone has been given gifts by the Spirit. Paul's point is that every single member of the body of Christ is vital and needed if the body is going to function properly. If you are a Christian, you are needed. You have a divine purpose in the Lord's family. You've been adopted so you can be a gift to brothers and sisters in the Lord. And here's the thing. Your brothers and sisters have been adopted to be a gift to you. You need God's family just like they need you. Adoption gives you the strength to love others, especially in your family. Maybe it's just me, but sometimes it's family that's hardest to love. Ever found that to be true? It's easier, maybe even to skip church when I know that somebody I might be sitting by gets on my nerves. It's one way the enemy loves to drive a wedge between us. And the screw tape letters... Screwtape, a senior demon in C.S. Lewis's classic book, gives advice to his nephew, whose name is Wormwood. Wormwood has been assigned to a new patient who he must corrupt as his mission. And here's how Screwtape, the senior demon, suggests to the junior demon, Wormwood, how to do it. If a man can't be cured of church going, the next best thing is to send him all over the neighborhood looking for the church that suits him until he becomes a taster or connoisseur of churches. The enemy wants us to forget our adoption. He wants you to forget that you belong to God's family, that the blood of Jesus unites us in our fight against our own temptations to ignore those around us. We need an option in our arsenal. When we feel too ashamed to show our face in church, 
we need to remember that Jesus died to make us part of his family. There's no higher privilege than being called a child of the king. But the Lord doesn't just call us his children. He gives us his spirit to make sure we know. Paul tells us in Galatians and Romans that the Lord has sent his Holy Spirit into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. As people who are so prone to live like orphans, we so often need the Spirit telling us that we are God's children. The shame of sin has no place in the presence of the Lord. The anxiety that comes from not knowing who you are is done away with at the foot of the cross. That's where we, like the Reverend Diedrich Bonhoeffer, find strength to stand for truth in the face of hatred. Because of Jesus, you never have to question whether the Lord loves you. By faith, you're his child. You have his spirit. And you have forgiveness. We need adoption in our arsenal. We need to understand it, and we need it more even this hour. That's a powerful weapon against doubt, uncertainty, and shame. And it's all because of the very deep love of the Father for us. How deep the Father's love for us. How vast beyond all measure. That He should give His only Son.
a song written by Stuart Townen, but performed for us by Out of Dust, How Deep the Father's Love. This is Haven Today in a program called Corey Ten Boom Through the War. Wasn't that interesting to hear a little more about World War II and how the Lord has his people on both sides of the battle? What would you do? Would you put your trust in a country that was deliberately violating God's law? Or would you stand up against oppression and tell people about Christ Jesus, like Diedrich Bonhoeffer and Corey Ten Boom did? Well, I appreciate the story of Corey and her family. At one point, her father, her sister Betsy, and Corey were captured by the Nazis for hiding Jews in their home. They all were separated in the concentration camp. But thankfully, Corey and Betsy ended up together. In this scene from the radio drama called The Hiding Place, the sisters get a care package with cookies and a letter from a friend. Corey, you got a letter, too. Oh. It's postmarked a week after the package. They've held it for a week. At least you have it. Yes. Dear Corrie, I hope Betsy is with you and you are both well. The bear is closed, of course. But your favourite watches are safe. Oh, <laughs> they got out. You see, and Leonard and Mary and the rest, they're free. They escaped. Oh, Corrie. What? All your favourite watches are safe, except the noisy one. It was confiscated. Mary. Hmm. And now, Corrie, can you be very brave? Oh, Betsy, I can't read it. I have news that's very hard to write. Father survived his arrest only by ten days. He's now with the Lord. <laughs> he became ill and was taken to the municipal hospital. But they had no available beds. He died in the corridor. Somehow his records were lost, and they had no clue regarding his identity, so they buried him in a pauper's cemetery. <laughs> it's all right. It doesn't matter, Corrie. He's not there anyway. He's with Mama now. Walking those bright streets. to say. That's the commotion in here. What are you doing? Our fathers. He's been released. Released? He died. Well, whatever happened, he brought it on himself by breaking the law. Now, unless you wish to visit the bunker next, be silent. A dramatic scene from the three-hour epic radio drama The Hiding Place. You can just sense the pain, but also how the Lord sustained Corey and Betsy's faith in the concentration camp. The Hiding Place was produced by Focus on the Family's radio theater. And as you just heard, it's cinema of the mind. I'd really like to send you this 3D set for your gift to a listener-supported ministry called Haven Today. 
Here's the number you can call right now. And we're answering the phone even on a 4th of July weekend, 24-7. Or of course, you can come to our website. And if you do that, be sure and listen to more samples from The Hiding Place before making your gift. And our web address is H-A-V-E-N-T-O-D-A-Y, haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you for joining me. Won't you come back again next time? When again, we'll be sharing together the great story, It's All About Jesus, here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with God. This is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. It varies from culture to culture, but in just about every one, before a marriage comes an engagement when the promise of what's to come is guaranteed by something of great value. In our culture, an engagement ring. Well, as a follower of Jesus... We're part of the church, his body, and all together as believers, we are engaged, in a manner of speaking, to Christ, which is why the Bible calls the church the bride of Christ. And we also have been given a guarantee of great value. 2 Corinthians 1.22 says that Christ has set his seal of ownership on us and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. You can get Anchor Devotional in print every month. Just visit GetAnchor.com.